Welcome into Locked on Canes, and thank you for making us your first Miami Hurricanes listen of the day. This show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is going to be a fun one, my friends. So on yesterday's episode, we went over the roster weaknesses for Mario Cristobal's Miami Hurricanes football team. On this episode, and bleeding into tomorrow's episode as well, we're going to go over the strengths. We're a week and a half away from Miami's spring game. April 16th, they're going to be playing their spring game at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. There's going to be a lot of talent on display, and there's going to be a lot of talent heading in to the fall and the start of the 2022 season. We'll start with the offense. These are the players that are going to propel the Miami Hurricanes to big-time points and success in 2022. I am Alex Dono, your host of Locked on Canes, longtime South Florida radio vet, pre- and post-game host, University of Miami Radio Network, and I am a University of Miami alum, and I'm getting so pumped for spring football, and I'm pumped for this episode. So, yeah, we went over the negatives yesterday. We're going over the strengths to Miami's roster, specifically the offense on this episode. You might think, hey, Dono, a logical place to start would be the quarterback room. Most important position on the field. We'll get to it. We will circle back to the quarterbacks. But I wanted to start somewhere else since we've talked so much about Tyler Van Dyke in recent episodes. We will get to TVD and the rest of the quarterback room. But I wanted to start with the position group I consider to be the deepest on the University of Miami football team, and that's the running backs. First thing on the running back group, you're going to have a coaching staff that's going to be very friendly to these guys breaking out and having a lot of success. From the offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, he wants to pound the rock. Heck, even your head coach, Mario Cristobal, is a fan of pounding the Rock. Now, Miami's offensive line will need to improve as well, but you look at the running game. Josh Gaddis, who comes to Miami from Michigan, former OC at Michigan, OC now at Miami. Michigan, under Gaddis, had the 15th best rushing attack in the entire nation, accumulating over 3,000 yards on the season. They want to try and recreate that in Coral Gables, and I think they've got a running back group that's a great place to build on that. You look at Miami's running back core this year in no particular order. Trevante Citizen. I love this guy and I love his upside. He might be ready to contribute as a true freshman. Citizen, you remember, was a surprise commit to Miami. This one was barely on my radar at all. Early signing day, Miami lands this four-star running back. You've got Jalen Knighton, the rooster, still in the fold, who was Miami's most explosive playmaker in a lot of the games that they played last year. Cody Brown is back heading into his sophomore year. Don Chaney, who did suffer that knee injury, uh, so we're going to get a better sense in the fall how healthy he is. He's still recovering from that knee injury uh, from his surgery here throughout spring. Thad Franklin, who's a big bruiser. Henry Parrish. Now, Henry Parrish, you remember his story. And this goes back to coaching. Miami's new running backs coach, Kevin Smith, same Kevin Smith who played in the NFL not too long ago. He comes to Miami, former running backs coach at Ole Miss, comes down to Miami, and essentially Henry Parrish followed him here. Henry Parrish, transfer portal, former Ole Miss running back. And if you remember the words, uh, our Monday guest, former Miami Hurricanes player, Brian Monroe, 
when he was talking about the standouts so far in the spring practices that he's watched, he went out of his way to say that Henry Parrish, in this deep Miami Hurricanes running back room, this guy's complete. Every down type of back. He expects Henry Parrish is going to end up being the starting running back at Miami. That would be a fantastic story if this guy comes in the portal and ends up the starter. So you see these names again. Honestly, guys, this is... I hesitate to say this because I don't want people to compare these teams to one another, but if you look at the names on this Miami running back depth chart, from Henry Parrish, Thad Franklin, Don Chaney, Cody Brown, Rooster Jalen Knighton, Trevante Citizen, this is the deepest running back core Miami has had, gasp, since 2001. It's that deep, this unit. I think this is the strength of the Miami football team. Now, Miami did lose Cameron Harris from last season. Uh, he's going on hoping for a pro career. I don't think they're going to miss him that much. Good player, but there's so much in that running back room. Uh, I don't think they're going to skip a beat without Harris. Jalen Knighton, the guy who put up the biggest numbers last year, and he's back. Now, he had to play a lot because there were games when everybody else was hurt and Jalen Knighton had to step up and essentially be the every down back. Uh, I think if you just look at Knighton's stats from last year, they don't really tell the story as to how much of a playmaker he was. The rushing stats don't really jump out at you. 3.9 yards per carry, 561 yards. He did have eight touchdowns, which is a lot, and hopefully he can keep producing touchdown numbers like that. Uh, also put up nice numbers as a receiver, and this is really what makes Jalen Knighton such a weapon because he has that second gear. You throw him the football screens, throw him the football out of the backfield, and if you get this guy in open space, look out. It's frightening the way that he can beat defenders. So Rooster's receiving stats from last year, 280 yards receiving. That was 14 yards per catch and three receiving touchdowns. And last year, when Cheney and Harris got hurt, that gave the opportunity to the young guns, Cody Brown and Thad Franklin, to step up and get a lot of playing time. Second half of the season, Thad Franklin averaged 7.5 yards per carry last year, two touchdowns on the ground, 172 rushing yards. Cody Brown, really good in short yardage, 4.1 yards per carry, 139 rushing yards. He had three scores last year. So you have some players with experience. You add in a guy from the transfer portal in Henry Parrish with a ton of experience. You've got a young gun who's going to fight and I think win some playing time in Trevante Citizen. This Miami running back core, knock on wood, that they can all stay as healthy as possible. This is going to be possibly the biggest strength on the entire football team. And you know you have a coaching staff now that really wants to establish and pound the running game if the offensive line, of course, can give them the opportunity and the holes to do that. Now, another exciting strength on this football team, the tight end group. This unit offers the perfect mix of experience, elder statesman type of wisdom, and exciting potential from a true freshman and everything in between. We'll start with the returning senior, hopefully stud this year, and that's Will Mallory. Uh, Will Mallory decided to come back, which was probably the right decision for him, and I think it was a great decision for Miami. Even if Mallory had decided not to come back, I think this group would have still been in good hands, but it's nice to have his experience. Now, Will Mallory uh, in 2021 was not very consistent, but he was electrifying for most parts of the second half of the season, and his comeuppance 
in the second half of the year directly coincided with when Tyler Van Dyke really caught fire at the quarterback position. So the two of them built that chemistry. Uh, Mallory scored four touchdowns over the final six games of last year, was putting up big numbers in the second half of the season, uh, but he was very hot and cold last year. When Mallory was good, he was great. When Mallory wasn't good, he was invisible. And there's depth behind him, my friends. Another returning tight end from a year ago is Elijah Arroyo. I think he's primed to have a breakout year this year. Now, his stats were quiet last year, although the touchdown, the one touchdown he scored was a beautiful one in the Pittsburgh game. Elijah Arroyo a season ago, five catches, 86 yards, 17.2 yards per catch, and he scored the one touchdown. He has the natural sense, well-rounded ability, and the athleticism, I think, to be the next stud in tight end U. Now, you had a few other returning players from last year. Um, and listen, if if a couple of these guys are able to step up and make, make big plays, I'm all for it. I don't have the biggest of expectations for the trio of Khalil Brantley, Dominic Mamorelli, Robert Prosek. But the other guy that I'm absolutely bullish on, true freshman, this was a huge W for Mario Cristobal in recruiting. This player was committed to Alabama, four-star tight end. Miami got Jaleel Skinner to flip early signing day. He has all the makeup, six foot five. He's going to grow into his frame. Uh, it, this wasn't the case for me. I wasn't an athlete. Uh, you always hear about these college athletes actually still growing taller, like while they're young adults. I, I think I, I, I'm, I've been five foot eleven since I was like fifteen. I stopped growing at that point. But Elijah Royo might even grow a couple more inches. Uh, he was listed in high school at only 215 pounds. I don't know if that's correct. He may have already gotten heavier since that point, but I think he's going to continue to grow into that frame. He is going to be an absolute weapon, and he comes into a situation where he doesn't have to be lights out right away because he can kind of learn and grow, learn and practice, I'm sure, plenty from from the pros that are above him at the depth chart and Will Mallory and Elijah Arroyo. I think this is the type of flight player, folks, that, when Jaleel Skinner, uh, he may end up breaking out a little bit in the second half of the season once he gets more comfortable and starts getting more reps. So look out. The tight end room is another strength on this football team. And when we come back, yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the quarterback room, which is very top-heavy. And obviously, I think anytime you head into a football season, you hope that you know, you only have to watch one guy play the position because if more than one guy plays it on a regular basis, it probably means he's not doing well or, God forbid, gets injured. So, obviously, we hope that Miami starter is the guy who gets the bulk of the reps, but there's going to be some depth and possibly even some competition behind him. We'll get to the quarterback position when we come back. Now, quarterbacks are very important. So is nutrition. Guys, I have been, uh, I going back to October, I turned over a new leaf with my fitness and my health, my diet. I'm in the best shape that I've been in for 16, 17 years going back to my college days. And one of the factors that got me there is Built Bar. Built Bar gives you the perfect combination of great taste and nutrition 
Have you tried the Puffs? Guys, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, guys. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Oh, I love chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite for people like me who have a sweet tooth with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, which is my low-key favorite. Guys, they're so good. These are going to be your new favorite as well. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. They are low-calorie and high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They're even better, guys. They taste better, and they're better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away by this. High-protein, low-cal. High-fiber, low-carb. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Oh, that's so good. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You can get great flavors of Built Bar like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Oh, yeah. They're delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time, by the way. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It's going to be delicious, and it's going to be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first Miami Hurricanes listen of the day. I'm Alex Dono, and okay, let's get to that quarterback room. (laughs) Hey, you! It's all about the you! It's all about the you! Miami's in great shape there. They're in fantastic shape there. And it was a journey to get to the point we got to where in the second half of the season, Tyler Van Dyke wins multiple ACC Rookie of the Week awards. By season's end, he's named ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year and ACC Overall Rookie of the Year. And the interesting thing about it was, before the De'Eric King season-ending injury, which gave Tyler Van Dyke the opportunity to elevate himself to the first-team quarterback spot, at that point, he wasn't even winning the backup job. Because Jake Garcia, to my eyes and to the eyes of most, was outplaying him at least slightly. They had a competition in progress for the backup quarterback job. Even going back to the spring game for 2021, I thought Garcia outplayed Van Dyke. By all accounts, Garcia probably slightly better than TVD taking reps with the twos in practice. They both got opportunities, mop-up duty, to play a couple of early season games, I thought Garcia looked slightly better. But then in one of those early season games, when Garcia and Van Dyke both got an opportunity to play, it was against Central Connecticut, uh, and Garcia looked very good in that game, but he broke his ankle. So that took him out of the competition to be the starting quarterback. And then the rest was history. Tyler Van Dyke had the runway cleared to be Miami's first team quarterback, and he got better and better and better as the season went on and ended up having an incredible second half of the year. Van Dyke finished with 
2,931 passing yards, 25 touchdowns to just six interceptions. Not that fast, but actually ran well, improvised well, scrambled well, had a big rushing touchdown last year to Van Dyke, 57 yards rushing. Now, uh, Jake Garcia's numbers in limited action last year, 147 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Garcia, he's a little bit quicker and a little bit more athletic. TVD has that cannon of an arm and has amazing instincts, right? And listen, Gar- Garcia looks, he looks the part. In the time we saw him play, went through his progressions very well, seemed to make very good decisions. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, though, ballsy. He can be a bit of a gunslinger, but he's so accurate on deep balls that sometimes he would let throws fly downfield, 30, 40, 50 yards just in the air where you're thinking, man, a lot of quarterbacks, if they had stones like that, those are interceptions probably four or five out of ten times. For TVD, they were completions nine out of ten times. It was really amazing. So uh, the top half of the Miami quarterback room is in great shape. And then you got the true freshman coming in, Ja'Curry Brown. Uh, We did talk about him quite a bit with Brian Monroe when uh, the former Miami Hurricane joined us, who's been out at a lot of practices. Ja'Curry Brown, this is a player that so far, a couple weeks into spring football, is getting more comfortable day in and day out. And that's a testament to his own athleticism and his own intellect because he's learning the new system. And I think it's also a good sign for the coaches, right? When you got a quarterback's coach with the wealth of experience that Frank Ponce has, um, he's going to make these players better. Um, Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, he's been doing a lot of one-on-one work with these guys, of course, specifically more so with the wide receivers than the quarterbacks, because he's also the receivers coach, but I've seen him shouting out plenty of instructions to the quarterbacks as well. So in, uh, in, I think it was Tuesday's practice this week, Ja'Curry Brown threw just perfectly accurate. And again, this is non-contact drills. There's not a live rush seven on seven, but he threw an absolute dime to Xavier Restrepo. I mean, perfectly accurately thrown deep ball in stride. And with Ja'Curry Brown, the true freshman out of Valdosta, Georgia, 18-year-old young man who already looks like he's got the build of a 21, 22-year-old. He looks the part already. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And then circling back to Garcia real quick, I think something that a lot of Miami Hurricanes fans are very thankful for and grateful for is that He's sticking around with the program. I mean, with, with the way that, you know, Tyler Van Dyke, who's very young, I mean, he's a sophomore now, with how good he was second half of the season, uh, just with the reality of today's college football, a lot of players don't want to stick around one place and compete. They want to go somewhere else and play. So we were on transfer portal watch with Garcia, but now he doubled down, said very happy with Miami. He wants to stay. I'm sure in his mind, uh, it's still a competition. But then the other thing is, you know, TVD is going to be a third-year sophomore this year. If Tyler Van Dyke plays as well as a third-year sophomore as he did the second half of the year as a redshirt freshman, he could be playing NFL football on Sundays a little over a year from now, which would clear that runway for Jake Garcia. So, yeah, the top portion of the quarterback room is in great shape. Uh, so Miami Hurricanes, they do have uh, some more depth at that position. I don't know how much we'll actually see these guys uh, this year but they also have Peyton Matoka and Ryan Risk in that quarterback room as well. And, you know, at certain points in the season, Miami would probably go three deep. 
uh, in some of these early season games. I don't know if we'll get four deep or not, but they open up with Bethune-Cookman September 3rd. That's the type of game where you're going to see three, maybe even four quarterbacks get some playing time. Southern Miss is the second game of the season. Uh, third game of the year, Texas A&M. That's going to be a tough one on the road. So probably only one quarterback, hopefully only one quarterback plays in that game. Uh, then Middle Tennessee on September 24th. So three out of Miami's first four games are games that the Canes should be heavily favored in on paper. So you may have a chance to see multiple quarterbacks get some playing time in some of these. When we come back, we'll run down some of the latest news and notes out of spring practice. And I also want to talk about a weekly Friday segment that we're going to be debuting this Friday, something I think we're going to have a lot of fun with. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, guys, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. I know this. I've had to play musical parts sometimes. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning like, hey, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't know. Why endure that and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? Guys, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. You can save time and most importantly, save money when using Rock Auto. So, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or in some cases, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, guys, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. Because, guys, they know people can compare prices. Their prices are always the best. You can double-check that. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. That's rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure when you're there, you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's already been a blast hosting Locked on Canes. Uh, this is only my fourth episode in, and we bring you daily Miami Hurricanes news, notes, and opinion pieces here. Make sure, guys, you follow our show Twitter account, at Locked on Canes. Couldn't be easier to find us. You can follow my personal account as well, at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So this Friday, we're going to be debuting a new segment. Uh, there are just so many amazing human beings who have played for and coached at the University of Miami in the past. And a lot of them guys are very eager and willing to tell their stories and talk football with us. So we're going to be debuting a new Friday segment, this and every Friday, called Keeping Up with a Cane. We're going to track down former Miami Hurricanes players and coaches every single week. And this week I'm going to start with, because I love the big eaters up front, I love the trench play, and trench play is an area I'd love to see Miami improve upon this year and in the coming seasons. Rashad Butler, who was part of the Miami Hurricanes 2001 National Championship team, and also, of course, part of the 2002 team, the Fiesta Bowl team that, oh man, what a season that was, right up until overtime against Ohio State. 
And of course, the controversy from Terry Porter, the referee, throwing the flag. I'd, I'd rather not relive those memories. Uh, we'll see if Rashad Butler minds reliving some of those. Former Miami Hurricanes starting right tackle, had a nice NFL career as well. He is going to be joining us on Friday. And every single Friday, we're going to talk to a new and different former Miami Hurricanes player and Miami Hurricanes coach. Now, spring ball, got about a week and a half left here. Uh, it's going to culminate with the spring game April 16th at Drive Pink Stadium at Fort Lauderdale. You know, not all of the interesting bits of news and notes are happening on the field. Stuff is happening off the field as well. Something we've come to really learn about Miami these last several months is we've got these, in some cases, new or more aggressive boosters and donors than we've seen in the recent past, especially the Ruiz family who have really emphasized they want to help improve the facilities even further. You know, they've been talking about building a stadium nearby campus. Uh, I haven't seen any updates on that recently, but I know it's something that they've been chatting about. But, you know, we're also talking about here, uh, and Mario Cristobal has talked about this a little. He's already been pitching this to recruits, how they're going to improve the practice facilities, which have gotten a lot better in recent years. I mean, the Schwartz Center, which is the new main building there that kind of uh, supplanted the Hecht Center. The Hecht Center is still there, but they've moved most of the stuff to the Schwartz Center. And then the indoor practice facility, we can thank Mark Richt for that. He got the ball rolling on that, is a tremendous upgrade. But they still want to be doing more. Now, according to uh, my good friend Gabby Yerudia from 24-7 Sports, one possible facility plan pitch for Miami includes using the current soccer slash track field next to the practice fields to build the quote-unquote biggest and best facility in college football. Wow. So uh, I guess they're talking about expanding Green Tree because that, that little track stadium, which I guess they play the soccer games as well, it's adjacent to Green Tree. Like it's right there next to the current practice field. So if you talk about adding on and making things bigger and even better – I am all for it. Now, hopefully, of course, if they have to displace the track stadium, maybe they can find another spot for that, like where the intramural fields currently are. But the amazing thing about all this is, and I commented on this on Twitter, Miami has done a really nice job over the last eight, nine years, going back to the Schwartz Center and then the IPF. They've done a great job improving their facilities and expanding their facilities, despite not having a lot of real estate to do it. Right, th those of you who have been to that corner of campus, and that's nearby where Mark Light is, the baseball stadium is is in that corner as well. There's not a whole lot you can do there because you're like right up against a neighborhood, and then some the the fraternity houses and the some of the new on campus apartments are right there. Like you don't have a lot of open space to expand the athletic fields. Miami has had to get really creative on the way that they've done that, and. Hopefully that they can keep making this stuff bigger and even better. So this was a fun one today. Uh, we went over uh, units, tight end room, running backs room, and the quarterbacks, who I think will be the specific strengths of Miami's offense. And there's some good stuff in the wide receiver core as well. We'll be talking about them more throughout the week. And we're also going to talk about the defense tomorrow. What are going to be the biggest strengths on paper for Miami's defense? We will talk to you then. New episodes every single day right here on Locked on Canes.